0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotobrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Today, my okay. guest is a wildly talented, decorated, and in demand actor and producer. His list of film discographies reconfirms his stay in power in Hollywood and a lifetime of success on his terms. He's played substantial roles in such films as the Academy Award winning Whiplash and Beyond and his band The Seekers. And his records are a must-have, a very cool collection. Welcome to In a Mississippi Minute, in one big mouthful, Mr. Chris Mulkey. Hey, Chris, what's up? <laughs> what's up, Steve? So you're in Venice, California.
2: Yeah, I uh, just had a little confab this morning with my friend Mark Israel, who's a—he lives on a yacht in the marina. Uh, yeah. He's a TV writer. We're longtime homies, like 25 years or something like that. Wow! And so, yeah, we
1: just had coffee. Working on a lot of projects. We we're looking to maybe give me a sneak peek at maybe something you guys may be uh, doing besides having coffee.
2: I'm trying to I'm trying to drag him into a couple of things. I've done three TV series with him. Uh, we did uh, Leaving L.A. Uh, Any Day Now, right? Um, and Saving Grace with Holly Hunter. And I'm trying to drag him into this other thing. He's kind of wants, He just wants to be on his boat and fish.
1: No, I get a you know, feeling. I've got friends like that, Chris. I have friends just like that. Can't get them, can't get them off their boats.
2: No, you know, it's once once you're on the boat, it's like. Mm. Yeah. All right, so for my Mississippi
1: friends and beyond, people that are from Mississippi listening all over the country, what? Tell me what kind of. So if you go fishing, what are we fishing for? It's a big deal down here, you know. Um,
2: halibut and tuna.
1: Is that anything halibut. like brim and bass? No, kidding. Sorry, crappie. No, 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 no I love it. Listen, listen, you've you've spoken my language you know i don't get a chance to fish as much i I made a choice years ago when when we grew up you know obviously we would crappie fish and brim fish a lot and spend a little time in the woods but man i had to make a choice you know i was gone 300 days a year a lot of times you're stuck in a tube in a bus and you're traveling all over the country you know around the world and you just can't you got to give up things so unfortunately it was the relaxation uh, enjoyment and peacefulness of being on the water and fishing, but uh, it sounds like uh, I would like to be there to cook what you catch. Just FYI. Yeah,
2: come on out. That'd be great. They <laughs> should do that. You we, can you can string a line. I think you can string a hook a reel to the the bottom of your Fender Stratocaster. You know. Yeah. I'm no. gonna get I'm gonna get my screwdriver out and see if I'll get my I'll get my Stratocaster out and see if I can yeah like fashion something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, let's jump into a, let's 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 go backwards. I had it planned a certain way But you and me we, you know we're a little dysfunctional a little we got you know we, we like to roll with the flow. Let's go into the music thing because I want to understand your first of all You know, you're a great entertainer great songwriter, oh, you know, and, and 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 trust me We know the difference. So let me ask you where did this love affair start? Was it music first for you growing up as a kid or, or was this something that just sort of, you know, infiltrated into your system as you went along?
2: You know, it was music first. I, I used to live in this little farm town in Iowa, and we had we had one radio station. One of the songs that stuck in my brain was, sorry, I'm crossing Venice Boulevard. That's fine. We, it, we're, it
1: right, we, we're right there with you. We feel it. We can see it.
2: <laughs> Song, uh, on the wings of a snow white dove, right. he sends his pure sweet love. That song just completely tripped me out, you know? All the other old, what we used to call country and western music, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was just a little kid, I mean, like four or five years old, and I had no idea, like, how these guys even made this music, but I would just, it would just freeze me. And then when I was in high school, of course, rock and roll came along, and then I was a harmonica player. I and love I it. Started playing with uh, African American bands. That was the white boy in the band.
1: I love. Now, did you have? Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's so much soul in you. It's not even funny. So I, I'm starting to understand how how a Wisconsin born born kid, right? Mo- you I guess yeah, you made a right. move to Iowa as a kid. Is that right? Am I following it?
2: Yeah, we were. You know, we were we were American family. We were rolled we rolled around a bit. You know, <laughs> we And my dad's from Georgia. He's from Savannah. And my mom's from uh, New Orleans. Right. So, right she's creole so it's like it's crazy how well, that
1: i knew you know. had Louisiana in your blood <laughs> um it's in your music obviously uh and yeah. it's uh so that so that's where that comes from uh harmonica wise did you have the box of harmonicas the stack like my guy jason did you, you know you walk around with the you know with a case of harps
2: um i use that i'm just i haven't in my like, pockets all the time yeah. When i would k- check around the country too i'd have them
1: you know it's funny you're saying this. My daughter was in a play and and mm-hmm. not 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 the best gifted singer, uh, but a lot of spunk. Mm-hmm. And she decided mm-hmm. she was playing Snoopy in, in uh in the Charlie Brown uh presentation and she decides mm-hmm. she orders a harmonica. I said, Well Cecilia, you gotta make sure mm-hmm. that the, the key is fits the song. I mean if you're gonna yep. sing a little out of key or a lot out of key, you, you gotta you gotta have a moment where it's working out.
2: <laughs> and I'm so, in there, yeah. Anyway,
1: <laughs> believe it or not, she orders C. I said, "There's no way." I mean, the chances, and it was, it was it. I mean, so, so man, she sounded like a rock star when she pulled up that harp. Everybody forgot about the singing. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. We're talking to Chris Mulkey, incredible actor, incredible musician, great producer, has had staying power beyond belief. We're talking about making films probably for forty years. Is that right? Yeah.
2: You, would, you could easily say that. Yeah, yeah, for 40. Okay. I mean, come on. Okay, so I, I
1: look at sort of the discography, and after getting to know you, uh, and right. just sort of looking, obviously, I knew, you know, you, you're one of those faces where everybody goes, oh, my God. But yeah. tell me, acting-wise, you're talking about like 19, mid-70s, or a little later, you start acting. And to me, it's yeah. like you've never slowed down. How have you been able to maintain, besides talent, Cause sometimes it Uh takes more than talent, uh, the ability to keep working because your discography of films, it's ridiculous. It never ends. It's got like its own, uh, multiple Wikipedia pages, like tune into page 42. (laughs) Right. So how have you been able to have such staying power in a business that's so wild.
2: Well, you know, I just keep, I just keep doing it. I'm just keep making the calls and talking to people. Um, and thinking about stuff, I think about my craft all the time. I, I produced my first film in 1974. Wow. 74. It was a feature film um, called A Suitcase. And it was about this guy who was in a spa in Morocco. It was a feature film. And I was making a monster I was writing a monster film, too. And I was writing, writing a monster film. I'm on the radio with Steve Azar and... A Mississippi minute from uh, Greenville, Mississippi.
1: I love. We're walking into the house right TV. now. I see that you have made it back to the home.
2: Yep, and my my eight my eight month old grandson's there, and and Andrea and Amelia are here. I
1: and love I just it.
2: wrote a TV thing. Dear <laughs> Drew, hello, dear. Joining us, Steve says hello. Steve's the real deal, by the way. Oh my God! Yeah, singer, songwriter, player. Unbelievable. Love doing it. I'm going. We're going upstairs to the music studio. All
1: right, Don't take know, me. Take ahead. me to where I'm very comfortable. Cause this whole thing about interviewing from the other side, you know, like not being the one being interviewed, man, it's taken me a while, and I still got a long way to go. I'm hoping if they can, if my guests can stick it out with me for another thirty years, maybe I'll start to get it right. Cause obviously oh, we're jumping all made. over the map. We're getting there though.
2: No, we're. Just, oh, you know what? I was going to say. You know, you made the choice between being a fisherman and or being a musician. I just got to tell you that um, you made the right choice.
1: Well, I was saying um, being a right. husband or being a, f- a fisherman, because a musician was going to happen no matter what, but I had to give up some things <laughs> so I could be home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was oh, my no, point. You gotta, <laughs> you, yeah, you got to do that, yeah. You do I that. love it. So anyhow, so I
2: was working at this repertory theater, and I produced one of the plays that the, the director of the theater had written. I went out to the American Film Institute in, um, in Beverly Hills. I tried to get in there, but the American Film Institute at that time, uh, you had to know somebody in town to be part of that. Right. And I didn't know anybody. Um, and so they didn't accept me in this great film, but I realized that you could work on people like if Steve was doing his thesis film there. He needed people to work on it. For three months, I took a sabbatical from the theater, and I just worked on films there. I pushed the dolly. I helped full focus. I was assistant director. All this stuff, I worked with the producers. And one day, this cowboy actor came to talk to us. Everybody said, the cowboy actor's coming. And I said, oh, you mean the guy from uh, Rawhide? (laughs) And I said, yeah, yeah, he played Rowdy Yates in this TV series, Rawhide. And then he he was doing these spaghetti westerns at the time called Good, Bad, and the Ugly, and a few more dollars, you know Clint Eastwood. That's that's was the cowboy actor, right? So I go upstairs in the in the Greystone Mansion in Beverly Hills. There, there was ten of us there for this little talk with the cowboy actor. Ten right. people, ten, so <laughs> people to show. Now I've done this a bunch of times. I've gone there, and talked to people about the business, right? So, but Clint was talking. And he went around the room and he said, "Chris, what do you want to do?" And I said, oh, "Well, I want. I'm an actor, but I write." And he said, "Here's what you do. You go back to Minnesota, get with your friend, or write by yourself, write a part for yourself, produce it." and make your feature film. So I went back to Minnesota, not even thinking anything of it, and got to move with my friend David and said, let's write this film about these blue-collar guys. And I, I knew a guy that I could raise some money from. And we made the film, and we won Sundance that year.
1: Come on. I mean, yeah. you win Sundance that year. for your, This is yeah. the first what? film you that you write. You know, I talked to I was talking to Mark <laughs> Bryan and, and the boys from Hootie and the Blowfish, and their first song oh. that Sony brings in, Jim, is Hold My Hand. And I'm going, like, come on, guys it's not supposed to work like that <laughs> you know you're supposed to suffer so you understand suffering and loving the music and we're going to get back to it obviously mm-hmm. our listeners are going what happened to the seekers in the music we're going to get back to it and we're going to talk about all this in a minute in a, in a mississippi yeah. minute i'm steve azar with the great chris mulkey we'll be right back
0: On Super Talk Mississippi is powered by News Mississippi. By News Mississippi. On air and online at newsms.fm. NewsMS.fm. News Mississippi. News Mississippi. Covering the stories that matter to you. In a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm Steve Azar with Chris Mulkey, actor, producer. His first time at it, at writing, being naive and just young and just going like following orders uh, from a mentor goes and writes his first feature film and it wins Sundance. Chris Mulkey, ever since now, I understand the ride you've been on. If you start that way. It's just everything, even if it's downhill, which is not for you, but still you're yep. starting at the mountaintop. And by the time you get to the bottom, we're dead and gone. So you're good to go, right? <laughs>
2: well, you know, you're right. and But but I didn't think anything of it. I went, you know, like I'll talk to actors or people who want to do stuff in the arts like we do, you know. Right. And I'll go, what you have to do is you have to go do this. And they'll go, yeah, right. Like, I'll be able to do that. But I, those Steve those those uh thoughts never entered my mind. I went Clint Eastwood who, who I thought was a really good cowboy actor. He was he's a good cowboy yeah, actor. Yeah, yeah, I way. agree. And he said he said, Go make your film, go write your film, make your film and star in it and go star in it by the way. He's just starring in that film. And said, okay, well good. then I, I said, "Well, okay, you know it's like making biscuits, you know, you yeah, know, put some more flour in there, you know? yeah." yeah I, so, so I went back did I'm, it, I'm and hungry. Did now. We won out. what they called it became the Sundance. It was called the it was called it was a preeminent festival in America now it was called the USA Film Festival. It was in, and it was in Dallas, and then they took it and took it to Sundance. And then 10 years later, I wrote a sequel to that movie with the same people. And and my wife, my late wife Karen Landry, right. was seminal in writing Patty Rocks, and we won Sundance again, and we won the grand prize again, and we got nominated as best actor, and so yeah. So two wild. for
1: two, same theme, right? It's day. a sequel. Two for two. <laughs> two, for two. You, you know, know you know, I, you know. I used to love you. <laughs> But now, you know, and there's a fine line between love and hate, Uh, but uh, you're walking it right now. I'm with Chris Mulkey, Uh who is obviously taking Hollywood by storm at this point and film. I love this because you've you've gone about it. You know, we're dealing with that now. And our son's graduating from Chapman. We forced him to go to college because he wanted to get out and make films immediately. He just did his senior thesis. He's been using those actors. He's been doing all the, you know, the casting and all that. He's been doing this since he was a little bitty boy and obviously Uh moving home to the delta getting him out of nashville where he was born and raised till he was 15 the delta gave him this backdrop of endless endless opportunities and grease and grit and gave him uh mm-hmm. stories you know what i mean so he soaked it all in and the people that are down oh, here in man. the mississippi delta it's like this never-ending i don't know i don't know how to explain it but he's got a new film called a snake done run through the house or snake run through anyway done anyway it's you know it's great and the school's flipping out and he's he's won a film festival recently a short film last year he's been in the you know a lot of film festivals like the san jose and the fayette bull and all that and um yeah just the point is that uh he's doing that now and he's fearless and i think sometimes he'll question things like we should but at the end of the day i'm hoping he's going to stay you know, uh, believing in the fact of that he can do it without thinking too much, you know what I mean? Like, just just go for it, you mm-hmm. know? So we're talking to Chris Mulkey. I've had a Mississippi Diversion. Everybody, that's the way we roll down here, all 60 Mississippi minutes. There's all sorts of car wrecks along, train wrecks along the way with me. <laughs> hey, so so I gotta understand something. Yeah. After these victories, so back up to music. Let's talk about The Seekers, because that's your current band. Ah. How many records yeah. have you made? And, uh, have you ever taken a hiatus from playing music or was it, are you been on and off because of your acting career or you sort of always been doing it,
2: been doing it, been doing it. Um, yeah, I have a couple of different bands. I have the Seekers, I have uh, the Malky trio, right. and then I have the Chris, Chris Malky and Deluxe, but I've been, I've just been on it, on it, on it. Um, you know, I started, just like I said, I started playing, playing harp in with all, in all the African-American clubs back in the day. Cause uh, back in the day, things were different when I was younger, and right. people did so. People didn't racially uh, go to clubs together. I mean, they just didn't, and you know that. I did I the same
1: that. thing. I did the exact same mm-hmm. thing, so I totally understand
2: yeah. it. And I always, always had a good time and. Had the respect of everyone and everybody, but I was working out with, uh, with there, there's a there's a bass player called Willie Weeks who has played with the Rolling oh, Stones absolutely, and, and he's, he's Willie used to play so with Willie,
1: uh, Willie played with Winona for a while. I did shows with Y, and then and so Willie was out there with.
2: Him. <laughs> okay, so when I was when Willie was like, you know, like I was like eighteen, and Willie was like twenty. He was twenty two or three or something, I don't and he used to play with a, a piano player named Bobby Lyle who was a Amazing jazz yeah. cat, and and they would have so they would have me up, and I, I would do that. So uh, and it was just the things would just it, music would just freeze me, and the genres genre like Johnny Cash's songs would just freeze me, like you know, like you come, a, come up, like upon uh, a rabbit in the woods, and it would just freeze because it was like,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> oh my god, it's too much, you know. Um, <laughs> so it makes me it makes me weep, it makes me uh you
1: know what well, it day it yeah, yeah, every emotion i get it
2: so yeah so i so i was i was in many many bands and then i, I needed a i needed an elective because i was at, uh, in college and and this baseball player friend of mine said why don't you take acting and i said i can't take an acting class all the actors i heard are crazy they're all crazy and they are actually that <laughs> i was right about that but <laughs> um but i said okay i'll do it so i went there and i, I was good at it and um and then um, I took a theater history class because I was a history major, and I dug the history, why people tell stories, why they write songs, yeah. why they write movies, why they write books. And then I got in. Oh, this is another one. So then I got in with these, these people were writing this play. And so I joined in as a writer on this play, and we wrote the play, and it became a hit, and we took it to Off-Broadway in New York. And, um, <laughs> and we just had a great success being part of, like, the Andy Warhols, like New York, late 70s, late 60s, like, theater scene, and we were the, right. we were the, and I went, well, this show business is so easy, you just do stuff.
1: <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah, it came easy for you, because you had all these early victories. You I mean, I don't even know if you know defeat, but we'll, we'll we don't will we want to talk about that. Oh, no, Let's stay got, positive.
2: I got punched in the nose, I got punched in the nose, I got, um then we were doing, we were doing this play, and I was part of the play, and then this, that for whatever reason I won't go into that it's a pretty good story though but the uh, the woman the woman uh, director um, fell in love with uh, another young actor and uh, fired me from the show and put her lover in the, in the well there in, you in go the, in the, and so and I wasn't involved with the woman she was a great director but I wasn't involved with her
1: in, well in obviously the they reason. weren't
2: no <laughs> 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 ah just just so grasshopper <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so so I got my walking papers. So I got punched in the nose. And I'm in New York and I'm like and I got Steve, I got bus fare back to Minnesota, you know, and I'm going I said, "Well, this sucks." I mean, really. I was like I'd go to make an omelet and I'd steal the cheese, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're telling
1: me this is after you win your the first Sundance or is this when is this? Give me some No,
2: this is after after we became the the toast of the town in New York City, but before before the film deal. Okay. And so I went back to I went back to Minnesota. And I'm sitting in this, in this bar having a drink with my friend, Finn Byrne. And she says, yeah, show business sucks. She says, I'm moving to Germany. I'm moving to Strasbourg, Germany. I met some guy. And I went, wow, you're moving to Germany. I, I mean, yeah. I'm gone. Did they get all the Nazis over there? I hope yeah. they did. There's got to be some around. <laughs> and so, so, you know, she says, oh, I think we're okay. It's all right. She says, oh, by the way, uh, John Donahue, uh, I think he needs guys for this. I said, oh, John Downey, I did, a, I did a thing with him at a workshop. She says, yeah, he likes your stuff. You should go see him. So I went over and I, I saw him and uh, he said, well, why don't you be in this play? And then I was in this play and, and he said, why don't you be part of this theater company? We just And uh, then the next year we got a grant for $5 billion to build a new theater. Wow. Says, why don't you help us build this theater? I went, like, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so things were just so sort I- of like, you know, I love that. I love that. But, well, obviously the relationship, Was built on something that was extremely honest and easy. You know, I always talk about relationships in any any walk of life. Ours is so, mm-hmm. so, so important, but you can't just go in there th- wanting to whip out a relationship and go, okay, I'm going to make a relationship with this person. It has to really happen. So sounds like yeah. that as you go, as you're going along, you're making great friends and they respect your work, yeah. obviously, you know, and then at the same time you do as well. And things are just sort of rolling along, right?
2: Yeah, they're sort of rolling along, but I'm always thankful. I'm, I'm always, and you know that. Well, I know that. I'm always, I am thankful. Steve, you know, we, we, we'd have dinner at my house, and there'd be seven of us, and there'd be seven pork chops, and by God, that one of those was yours. The other ones weren't, okay? Right. So, you know... <laughs> I you love know, that. If you took too much butter and put it on your rice, my mom would go, Oh, so Chris, you just having butter for dinner? Are you going to have some butter for dinner? Are She's, you having butter? So if you, the you butter i Really? <laughs> 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 really? I love really. it. I love it. And if, my, if my dad said yeah i think he's having i knew i was gonna get hit but my yeah. dad said yeah i think he's just having butter are you having butter no <laughs> i'm not I'm, i thought maybe no butter today
1: <laughs> <laughs> the memories the memories of chris mulkey my guest today on in a mississippi minute we are rolling through uh a full hour and uh, i can't thank him enough for being on the show um That's at this great. point we've been talking about music your love affair for it you've come and you've gone so let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, you know, you are you are a music guru. You love it. You found it honestly. So you get to play DJ. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mississippi is the birthplace of it all. It is. Yeah. And so we celebrate yes, that. Is. So I'm going to make it tough on you. You're going to lead us into the break with either, you can't choose them both, like some of my previous guests. They've been copping out. Either Muddy Waters or Robert Johnson. Uh, Muddy Waters. That was the quickest answer I've gotten that comes from only a music uh, expert. You're with Chris Mulkey. I'm Steve Azar. We're in Mississippi Minute. Stand by. Well, I my and I walk away. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Steve Azar. On Facebook.com Steve Azar Live and listen to all my music. Steve Azar and Steve Azar and the King's Men wherever you download our stream.
0: If Alexa's part of your life, you've got one more way to access Super Talk. Super Talk Mississippi is now available on Amazon Alexa devices. Once enabled, just say, Alexa, play Super Talk Mississippi at any time and start listening. It's that easy. Just one more way to stay informed and connected with your state. Learn more at supertalk.fm slash Alexa. Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Now available on Amazon Alexa devices. in a Mississippi minute with Steve Azar right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm Steve Azar with great Chris Mulkey actor producer, musician, singer, songwriter, builder of theater, producer uh, of a theater, actor in theater. let's talk about the theater. So you built this multi-million dollar you get a grant. And you guys go yep. in and built this theater that obviously yeah. is, y'all, you, know, you start putting on great productions, right? How, lo- how long did you do right. theater? Are you still doing theater? And do you love theater?
2: I love theater. I come from it. I worked at that theater for five years. And uh, when I was there, I produced two films. Uh, was The Suitcase and then the one that won the right. first Sundown Sundance. Uh, the Loose Ends was just coming out on Blu-ray, by the way. And I'm going to get you a copy of it. Oh, I love it. Watch it. I love it. it would be great. It's a black and white film about these two you know um, you know working-class guys in a, at a Chevy dealership in 19 was a 73 I think we shot in 73 or 74 um, black and white shot for twenty thousand uh, dollars but I but I, I love doing theater and and really when I do my my when I do my concerts and stuff it's really kind of a one act it's really kind of I mean, it's rocking. I always see it as a as a as a theatrical event, and uh, you know, I continue to do theater. and I write for I write for plays for uh, the Ruskin Theater in Santa Monica. and I've been there shoot, maybe twelve years. I've written fifty fifty of these short plays, and wow. um, and um, I've done I think I've done maybe my life close to a hundred, probably. So, 100 see this just
1: for our listeners. This takes tremendous energy. And uh, probably a lot of coffee. But no, something that That's, keeps you. Mm-hmm. But this is what I always tell people. They go like, how can you still want to write a record? Are you kidding? I mean, I want my last breath to be on stage. Now, I don't want it to happen tomorrow. You know, I want it to happen like really late in life. Like you have to roll me up there, you know, like I'm 100. But but with that yeah. said, it does take this energy that that is another level. It's souped up. It's called leaving the tank empty. You know what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely. You have to just and do it. Like people are okay. This is this is what's going on in, in my life right now. All right, okay? let me hear it. So, okay. Well, right now I'm talking to you. Which is, by the way, you know we've been friends for a while, and we I have. always, um, I always find you super interesting and engaging. And it's like I'm talking to like my cousin or something. It's like I appreciate I that. You know, I love it. Not to mention, not to mention, hearing you play your music is like amazing. So oh, you're the best. Just, I love you. I got to I got to get that out there. Uh, but so right now, um, i'm I'm working on um, a trilogy. i'm I'm do, shooting three movies. We're shooting three movies at once. Um, and they just sent me a three hundred page script, and it's about it's about military um, operations in Syria and stopping the Russians. That's what the movie's about. Uh, wow. um, so I'm doing that. And also, I'm, I'm developing the TV series for my daughter off these plays that I wrote. And then I'm getting ready to to uh, then we'll play some gigs here in town. And then when I finish the the military movie, I'm going to come down and see you and play a bunch of music and play some golf. And, and then I'm going to go up to Meridian, Mississippi and play at the... Uh, Restaurant Cafe. This um, is awesome
1: because Meridian's got it. They've really got it going on. They've opened up a, a, a number of mu- music venues and just there's so much going on. In fact, the governor uh, texted me the other day. He was there and so did the head of tourism and they were blown mm-hmm. away. Like, it's awesome. So you're really going to enjoy it there. Uh, yeah, you ought, to, yeah, you I ought to get a gig there while you're there because uh, there's some there's some rooms there that are off the hook now.
2: Well, I played I, I, for, for Mardi Gras. I went down to... Uh, and played with my friend Sean Vidrine who you know from yeah. the Murray Brothers. Thing. Yeah, the grand balls at the um, in Lake Charles. We played two gigs there, and then I went up and drove up to to Jackson and met these guys, and then went down to Meridian and I played two gigs while I was in Meridian.
1: So you're always yeah. a step ahead of me. See what I'm saying? You've already <laughs> done what I said. I
2: gotta... Yeah, Bo Diddley said, "I'm going around the world. and I'm going again." Yeah, hey, Bo Diddley. <laughs> Been around the world. Been yeah. around the world. and I'm going again. Yeah. So muddy waters. I picked muddy waters. Okay. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. So muddy waters drives me crazy. He always has. So I'm just. I mean, he's so great. He was so great. God bless him. So and so I'm. It was. It's like I don't know what year it is. It's like something. It's like nine. I'm 19. And weighs like a baby child. And right. um. So I hear muddy waters is playing at Nick's Blue Note Lounge in North Minneapolis. which is is the hood, and it's great, and I've been over there, I know people over there, it's great. So it's February, and it's like 16 below, we don't have a car, so he and I take our fake ideas, George Finley and I, we hitchhike across town, and we go to Nick's Blue Note Lounge, and I think we paid, I think we paid, man, I think we paid a buck fifty or two dollars to get in, that was the cover. Mm -hmm. To see Muddy. Yeah, to see Muddy. To see Muddy Waters. Okay. And so we're in a club, we're in a, like a medium-sized, Nick's at Lugo Lounge, is a medium-sized club. It's like, you know, you know those medium-sized clubs. Right. And and he's, and there's a stage, the stage isn't raised, but about like a foot off the, off the ground, you know. There's no raised stage. And he's there with, just with his quartet, okay, and the piano, piano, bass, drums, and, yeah, you know, he's playing guitar. And after the first set, he walks to the bar, and I'm sitting at the bar, right? And Muddy Waters sits next to me. Steve. Come on, ah, it's next to me. Come on. And um, I said, George, I I I can buy. I didn't have two nickels to rub together, you know. But I said, I want to buy Muddy Waters a beer. Should I buy? He said, Yeah, ask him, ask him. <laughs> right. So I said, so I, I turned. I said, Excuse me, Mr. Waters, because yeah. I wanted to come correct. Yeah. I said, Excuse me, Mr. Waters, but if you could, could I uh, could I buy you a beer? And he said yes why well, thank you son and i turned to george i said he called me son i'm,
1: I'm muddy i'm muddy waters son." <laughs> man, i love it that's this is so appropriate for this show you have officially oh connected all dots from mississippi to the midwest we are oh we are all God. set we were with chris mulkey what a great story you know i just love i mean look muddy waters man you know all those chess records and all i mean just blown oh away by uh by muddy hey chris so let's talk about whiplash because it was it was one of your latest successes to be a part of um that movie was uh you know man i was wanting to to tear up you know if i'm that musician you know that what what a great role just i'm gonna be jumping around hopping around and 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 running my mouth if i just shut up and listen to how that all came about uh and what it was like working on that project
2: I was, they called me up and they said, Damien Chazelle um, wants to talk to you. And I said, okay, who's that? And said, well, he, he directed this little, this little thing that won the short, best short film at Sundance last year. They, I said, what kind of movie is it? Uh, it's a feature about uh, music. I said, send it to me. And then he wants to meet me. Like, you meet you tomorrow. I said, well, let's meet the place out in Venice because he was staying down here. And Damien's a drummer, too. I got him from Hello. We, you know, so I dig the script. I played Uncle Frank. And yes. So I'm sitting that So I, and he says, well, let's just do this. And I went, yeah, I think it's really great. You know, it comes out. And and then Damien hits me as it's coming out. And he says, Chris, we're opening in six theaters. Six, six, six theaters. That's it. In New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Oh, wait, wait,
1: wait. And, oh, go. That's big, right? Is that big or not? I mean, that's six no, theaters.
2: Th- no, six theaters. I mean, my Gotti, the Gotti film is coming out. It's opening in 600. There's that's no not good. Six houses. Right, that's not it's good. Just, it's not, not good. It's not good. So that's you the start it gets. Suddenly, people went to see it and people freaked out and, and thought Whiplash was amazing, which it is. And then suddenly, they got, a, they got wider and wider. And we won, we got nominated for four Academy Awards. Oh, one, three. One, three of them. But my point is, it goes back to a story that my friend David Provost told, and sometimes I put myself in the story, but sometimes I don't. I'm mm-hmm. going to put myself in the story because i worked with De Niro a couple times. Okay, I so love that. we're all we're up in, uh, we're up in we're in a canyon at a house in the afternoon. i are just having coffee and relaxing and just talking about acting. And and my friend David goes. He was talking about a media habit. Universal, where he said, I didn't want to play the part. And they said, I don't care whether you want to play the part. You're in a contract here and you play the part. And he says, It's not a really good part for me. They get into an argument, and then David uh, tells him to go, um, go get lost <laughs> and, uh, and, and storms out of the office. And De Niro goes, What are you doing? Now, I'm just a young actor and I'm just sitting there just listening to these guys, okay? I'm not saying anything. I'm just right. listening. And De Niro goes, I did Boxcar Mama. I did all these goofy little films before. I did Mean Streets and then came up. He said, just do the work. Sitting at home, thinking about it, isn't doing the work, whether it's music or whether it's acting. You know, sitting at home going, I'm not just going to do that. So when Jamie and Suzelle, he said, come in and do this scene in in my movie. And I went, yeah, I'll do it because it's a cool movie. And it's really smart, and it's a really great piece of art. Right. And um, and so, so that that made me think of uh, D'Onofrio you know saying, "Just do the work, do the work." Just yeah, which work. is
1: what we should be. You know, I mean, come on, in our business especially. I mean, you know, look, look. You can practice. It doesn't hurt to practice writing, even when it's not the most incredible song. We're done with, but you're, you're practicing. You're doing it, and then every once in a while, you get kissed with this incredible role, incredible song. Uh, You know, I mean, the roles and the songs that you can't screw up because they're such a gift. You're with Chris Mulkey. I'm Steve Azar. We're in Mississippi Minute. Stand by.
0: alexa's part of your life you've got one more way to access supertalk supertalk mississippi is now available on amazon alexa devices once enabled just say alexa play supertalk mississippi at any time and start listening it's that easy just one more way to stay informed and connected with your state learn more at supertalk.fm slash alexa supertalk mississippi supertalk mississippi now available on amazon alexa devices in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm in a hurry,
1: one hell of a hurry, cause I know you're there waiting to see me. Over oh, all mighty water, she's cause mighty water. Well, I was baptized with two I'm Steve Azar <coughs> with Chris Mulkey, actor, producer. So, Chris. So th- this, is, this is wonderful. So what are, you, what are we working on right now? Well,
2: you're going to see me. I'm going to be wearing a high and tight, as they say. Oh, the yeah? Oh. So I'm, I play this colonel who directs this strike, uh, this strike group um, who's uh, fighting the Russians in Syria. And we're doing, it's a trilogy. And, uh, and so we're, we're doing all three, we're shooting all three movies at once. And so we're shooting all the scenes for all three movies.
1: I love this is unbelievable. So three at a time. See, I wouldn't be able to remember lines for like uh, like the first scene and the first minute of a play if I had four words. I need to oh, be. I don't believe that. Woo. Man. I don't way, know, man.
2: The way the way you just roll out songs and sing and so are easy. You kidding me?
1: So easy yeah. doing that. It's so easy and comfortable. Oh. And I've never been good at remembering other people's lyrics, and uh, and so it's just difficult for me. I just I don't know what it is, but uh, if you ask me lyrics to my songs, I, I won't remember them. But if I just get to go do them without thinking, I'm good to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, you hit you play that first. Uh, like I'll play for three hours. And yeah. By the way, the Murray Brothers thing, you know, like. You tore it up, and I'm going.
1: I'm going. Oh God, I got. I got to go up there. Steve just did that. Oh, no, no, come on. We're all over that. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, you know better than that. You fo- You can follow anybody. So, are going before anybody to... and make people sweat. I get that, but you know what I'm
2: saying. Tominsky was funny. I yeah. came off stage, and 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 Dan goes, "You can't do that and expect me to go up and do my thing." I
1: love Tominsky. is <laughs> great. I, I,
2: said, I said, Dan. You, all you have to do is walk up on stage and you're, that's that. Yeah, it's not fair. And, and look,
1: what, what happens when he opens his mouth and go, I am a man, a constant star," And it's over. I mean, it's like, who's following oh, that? Oh,
2: man. Maybe you and me and Ira and, and Dan also, this is maybe five, six years ago, sang, sang that at a, at a thing in Houston for a, for a cancer Golfers benefit. Goppers Against
1: Cancer. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and, and we were all up on stage singing that song with him and when he locked into his temple and his the spirit that brings that song to life out of him i went i mean talk about thankful moments you know that's a that's a dear diary moment i went i'm up here with these guys you included and and we're laying this thing down i went
1: Oh my! Hey, look, gosh. Chris. We were all Soggy Bottom Boys, and we were proud of it at that point. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, really. <laughs> Have oh you ever thought God. about I... doing a film, mu- a musical film that you and I and Ira can get together and Dan and write the the the, the track, the feature tracks? And I mean, I've done enough of that in Hollywood and stuff, uh, but never enough. Yeah. And but it'd be fun for us to get together with our wacky styles because there is a common thread between the four of us, and besides mm-hmm. friendship. And relationship that's yeah, yeah, already yeah. built and uh, uh and yeah. I would that would be fun, so maybe your job now is to go off and you've got you've got more than a Mississippi minute I'll give you that and figure <laughs> out what our uh, what our film's going to be about
2: I could do that i could do, I just finished I, I just finished writing um, a film that I am turning in today um called Zombie Football
1: You know Iris got a whole who is, zombie record
2: does he really well the good so we're just so I can just move right I'm doing the thing in Meridian but that would be great to do a musical um, a musical film using us uh, the relationship we all have that's genius man yeah
1: well there you go I'm okay, going to tell my I wife you call heart me a genius I'm telling my wife that you call me a genius and we'll see how that works out <laughs> hey Chris I can't thank you enough for spending the time I'm going to let you go free yourself up in Venus and get to work at Venice because you got a lot to do uh, I'll be on Venus and you'll be on, on Venice or Mars, <laughs> which is what they say guys are on. Uh, you have been in a Mississippi minute, and I appreciate everything that you are and do. And uh, people go check out Chris's music uh, while Thank he. You. And obviously, if you turn the, a TV on right now and watch any theatrical movie, there's a good chance. <laughs> That you're going to see our boy Chris Mulkey. You've been inside of hey, Mississippi a minute. Yeah, give it to me.
2: Can I can I plug the John Gotti movie? That's I would out?
1: love for you to plug the movie.
2: So John Travolta and me and Stacy Keach did this movie a movie called The Life of John Gotti. Y'all go see it. But say hi, see if You see my cousins in Hattiesburg. Say hi. Okay, that's all I got. For I'll you. take
1: them to eat at my my favorite restaurant, Georgia Blue. You got it. Done deal. <laughs> Big love from Venice, Steve. Okay, brother. Enjoy. Blessings. I'll see you soon. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Are you ready for some football? Football.
0: Head to Head. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi.